Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith and work, today's Tuesday. And on Tuesday, we bring in Martha always as we address issues that combine and compare and contrast and talk all about how our, our married lives, our relationship lives impact our workplace and how our workplace impacts our married lives. And so to bring in a female perspective, we always have Martha here on Tuesdays. So we're not always just getting my one perspective jaded view, but we also have, well, I'm just being honest. We also have with us today, licensed mental health counselor, Leslie Miller, a good a, a a person we've been referring couples to for years, and today we're going to talk about marriage mentoring, marriage counseling, why you may need one or both, and we wanted to help you guys have a perspective because it's not a perspective we can offer because I'm never going to be a licensed counselor because there's things you can't do when you're a counselor like tell people how stupid they are. You can't. You have to have, you have to be nice to people. And I can't stand that and waste too much time telling people, you know, you can't. If you, in Florida, you got to say that all the time. So anyway, before we come to Leslie, let's read this verse of scripture. Proverbs 24, three through seven says, by wisdom, a house is built and by understanding it is established by knowledge. The rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is full of strength, and a man of knowledge enhances his might. For by wise guidance you can wage your war, and in an abundance of counselors 
there is victory. Wisdom is too high for a fool in the gate. He does not open his mouth. Welcome to the I Work For Him show, Leslie Miller. Hi, Jim. It's good to be here. Thank you. We're going to have some fun today. This is Leslie's first time on radio. And of course, you all know that being on the radio with me is different than other people because it's fast moving. And I don't know. There's no I don't know that there's another Christian talk radio host that kind of handles things like me. Do you think so, Martha? Well, God made us each unique, so I would say that's no. why you're part of my life to just keep me grounded, baby. That's right. All right, so Leslie, as we do with each and every guest, we always talk, and, and really, Martha and I will do this as well today. We always just say, "Hey, let's as a basis, so that everybody knows we're all real people." Mm. How is Christ making an impact on your life today? Okay, that's always a good question. It's a great question because we want people to just know, "Hey, how's he working?" Mm-hmm. Well, the main way he works is I spend time with him every morning. And in his word and in prayer, just seeking him to know what is what he has for me that day in my own life and in the clients I work with, that the wisdom, when you were reading that scripture, wisdom comes from the Lord. And it doesn't come from myself. It comes from a relationship with him. And it's amazing to me how the scriptures I read in the morning are so directly related to the clients I'm working with that day. Mm. That doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, I know how God does that all the time. It's it's always so amazing. But it is neat when you actually see that mm-hmm. happening and you know that, that that's not by accident, mm-hmm. that God ordained that to happen. So, Martha, how's Christ making an impact on your life today? Oh, man, I, I, I don't ever want people to... Um, think that we have it all together. <laughs> <laughs> Just spend a day with us. We'll figure it. We'll straighten you like out. One of those really long medical disclaimers, you know, <laughs> we are just in the practice of this as well as everybody else. But um, I would say that um, God just continues to reveal to me um, how he has gifted me and where he has me um, for his purpose and um, just growing me to sometimes be more bold than I like to be. And, uh, and just try to listen and act on what he's prompting me to do. You know, I, I'm humbled by the fact that we're at a spot right now where we're so busy. I, I've gotten a couple of different consulting deals that are helping us pay for the show, and the show's still trying to you know pay for itself. And just to let the Lord know, okay, I really can't handle any more, but I know He can handle more. But knowing exactly what we should say no to and what we said yes to, on our way here, we decided about some plans for our weekend. Yes, it's only Tuesday. We're making plans for our weekend so we can build some margin in because we're suffering from margin laps. Yeah, and in fact, it's kind of funny because I was listening to Dave Ramsey earlier today, and he was talking about... Everybody should listen to Dave Ramsey, certainly 4 to 5 o'clock, so then they'll be right there ready to listen to me. He's on from 2 to 5, and then you just leave your radio on. Don't go turning it off when he signs off. That was a free Um, advertisement for Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey Incorporated. I loved what he said today. He was talking about how a balanced life, and people don't like to hear this, he said, a balanced life is a bunch of hogwash. He said, there is a time for different things in our lives. If your kid is going through a crisis, everything you do in that moment, that week, that month, that year is all about your kid. You let other things let go a little bit so that you can focus on what God has in front of you. He said, you're starting a new business. Then for a while, the business is the bigger priority, but you can't do that forever or you lose your family. You know, so he was real clear in that, but he's like, you know, this idea of, I'm going to do so many hours of this a day and so many hours of that a day. It just gave me a better perspective. And right now we're just in 
that mode. I was kind of stuck on. I was kind of stuck on the word hogwash. I never really thought about that before. Okay, but it's it's pointless to wash a hog because you wash a hog and they go back and get dirty oh, again. Maybe that's where it comes from. And, and I, I don't know. That's exactly what it is. It's just pointless. Okay, so Leslie, <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get to you now. With the, you be, you became a licensed mental health counselor, and you're and you do a lot of marriage counseling. And you do a lot of individual counseling. What what led you there? How did you get there? Okay. Uh, I actually didn't know I was going to do that when I finished college, uh, but I started working with a crisis hotline mm. after college, and I was also working with college students because my husband was doing college ministry, and I just found I really needed more tools to know how to counsel people. I just realized there was so much I didn't know, and so that's what started my journey. I went back to get my master's degree in counseling, and uh, from there I got licensed by the state, and I just found that the tools were so important for me that there was just there's always so much to learn every mm. day. But having that um, basic level of training from the master's degree was really helpful. So that's why I went that route. Now, did you get your master's degree from a Christian organization? No, I went to a secular college. Okay. Actually, my undergraduate was all at Christian colleges. Okay. I went to Gordon College and Seattle Pacific University, and then my graduate work was actually at secular colleges. So I did it the reverse, but I had a lot of good biblical training mm-hmm. in my undergraduate work, and so I did a lot of integration, although I've done a lot of work with Christian counseling training sure. as well. No, I just I just was curious. Mm-hmm. Seattle Pacific, isn't that where Les and Leslie Perot are from? Yep, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've, yep. t- we've taught a lot of that. We've used a lot of their stuff on our marriage retreats that we've mm-hmm. done. So, mm-hmm. okay, so you've, you've got this. So you've got a unique, your husband's a pastor. Yes. And so you've got a lot of unique perspectives. So you, you've got, you've got the secular world's view on mental health and you're able to apply your spiritual knowledge to that as well. So you've actually got the wisdom of the world because you've got God on your side <laughs> and you've got the Holy Spirit within you. So you actually can really get insights. How, how has that really given that? I know that wasn't on my list. Sorry. I got off my list. right. <laughs> She's like, Oh, he's going to ask a I just, question. Well, do you ever, do you ever see, I mean, do you see, well, that's a, that's a loaded question, but to me, it must be amazing to be able to be a counselor and be able to get insights from the Holy Spirit because you're not, yes. you're, you're, it's not just you. You've got the Holy Spirit going, yeah, by the way, they're, they're not telling you this. You need to ask this question. <laughs> that is really true. I feel, I feel, am so grateful for the Holy Spirit within me that gives me direct insight and wisdom into what's going on. And I am dependent. Before I see every client, I pray, ask for the Lord for wisdom and to see clearly what's going on in their lives and to work in their lives in a way so that they can have insight. So I do really, I believe it's almost like we have something extra special, of mm-hmm. course, that gives us the ability. And plus, if they know Christ, if the person I'm working with is a Christian, they also have the Holy Spirit within them to help them in the ability to change that others who don't know him don't have. So we have that power of Christ in us. Mm. I've determined, by the way, that you need your own website. Because <laughs> because to find you, you always have to go through the church's yeah. website. It's You need your own. It should be your own website. <laughs> just, I'm just putting that. I'm just put, it's not that expensive. I know people that can help you out. <laughs> All right. So do you find you, you deal with, you? Do, I mean, compare um, individual counseling to marriage counseling. What's your what's your breakout? Individual to marriage? Yeah. Uh, you mean ratio? Breakout is your, like how, like many, how ratio. much yeah. I do of each? Probably about half and half, actually, um, is about, as I'm thinking about it. And some of the marriage, maybe pre-marriage, maybe couples counseling, um, and then those who are actually married as well. Um, that's so you get involved in some premarital counseling, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, cool. Absolutely. What's your yep. favorite? Do you, do you have material that you like to use to, in the premarital counseling? What do you, what do you, how do you lead people through that? I have kind of created my own okay. from a lot of different materials that I've um, discovered along the way. So, mm. And how many years you and your husband have been married? 
37 years. So 37, you got 37 years of practical week. experience. That very last good. Week, 37 wow. years. Wow. So you got all that practical experience oh, yes. too. Why do we? That's <laughs> <laughs> just great. You mean he's a pastor and he has issues? And you're a pastor's <laughs> no, wife and you that. have issues? <laughs> no, you didn't say that. I just said that. So as as a counselor, you know what I really want people to hear today is the kinds of things that you know. Uh, I'm just going to describe it for for the audience. You know, Martha and I do marriage mentoring. We've been doing it since 1999, but it's really more like marriage discipleship. You know, we're, we're a couple coming alongside of another couple, trying to help them learn how to communicate and work through those issues themselves. You know, we're not we're not we're not licensed counselors. We 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 can do the discipleship, come alongside them, and be trusted advisors for people, but. If a lot of times we run into couples that have deep issues, things that they're from their hurts from their um, their childhood or their young adulthood or even their old adulthood that need to be worked through, and that's often the couples that we've then referred to you because they're couples that I mean it's something that needs professional help. What is what are some of those mental health issues or those I like to just call them sin issues, but what are some of those mental health issues that you see that you help a lot of married couples work through? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that they'll they can get stuck in areas of self-defeating behaviors from childhood or from previous relationships, and um, there'll be um, just family of origin issues, psychological issues that where they're stuck and need help to move them forward. So, some of what a um, a licensed therapist might do, they're more careful to diagnose, assess, do a psychosocial history. So, you're getting a full background on what's happened in their lives, and then trying to specifically work the treatment plan according to their need. Um, Well, I mean, but but I want to take that deeper because what you just Mm -hmm. said, not everybody understands. So we want to try to make people understand. So you you go through a history. I mean, mean, we all know that counselors, okay, you lay on the couch, you ask a lot of questions. (laughs) No lying on the couch. Tell me about yourself. There's no (laughs) couches anymore? No. Oh, man. But but you you ask a lot of questions. That's what counselors do. You ask a lot of questions because you're trying to get people to really probe themselves and, Mm -hmm. and, and answer questions that maybe they're afraid to ask themselves, really. Well, the initial session, I'm trying to get a little bit of their history of their life. So I just have them basically tell me their life story in a very comfortable setting. I try to be very non-threatening, just help them walk me through how many people were in their family, are their parents still living, what was it like growing up in their family, what was the relationship with their parents had, how did their parents relate to one another, because that's their initial marriage model, Mm -hmm. um, if I'm working with a couple in counseling. Um, And... uh, so, and then I try to assess, are there any physical, emotional, mental, psychological issues that are going on in their lives that are ongoing? Um, to, so that's the initial interview. And then after that, we start working through specifics of what do they come to me for? And I try to gear everything according to what they're asking for. So I don't try mm-hmm. to go off on my own tangent. I really try to gear it towards what they're looking for. Hmm. I, I was just thinking, you know, how... Um, you know, I'm one of those that likes to kind of get an understanding, and I think our listeners would too, what that looks like in mm-hmm. that. And I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I'm thinking that, you know, they may come in and they say, we just don't know how to communicate. Right. You know, and how you have to then decipher, is that really even what the issue is? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, usually it is. <laughs> Communication usually <laughs> yes, is a problem. it is. You know? And yeah. that's one of the things, uh-huh. interestingly enough, when we mentor, that's the mm-hmm. very first thing yes, you talk to them absolutely. about because if they can't learn to talk about talking mm-hmm. <laughs> then they can't learn to talk about to each other about anything else right um but i just was i'm just thinking about that you know they may come in and say 
um, or we have money problems mm-hmm. and it, it and it may not be that at all mm-hmm. and just the the world that you must have to live in to try to dig through all of that I mean it's just fascinating to me so you probably have to a make lot you want to go back and get your well today you have to get a doctor to get a, uh, to be a licensed mental health counselor no, don't you, you have a master's uh, to be a licensed mental health counselor or a licensed social worker and then a doctorate to be a psychologist or psychiatrist of course they have the medical degree as well yeah mm-hmm. Does that make you want to go back to school, baby? No. Okay, just checking. <laughs> okay. I was hoping not. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, I started down the route of the doctorate, but I got pregnant, and then I said, thank you, Lord. I didn't really want to go. <laughs> wow. And be so, hundreds of thousands of dollars that's in right. school loans. Thinking maybe you should have thanked your husband, but, you know, that's good. You can thank both. All right, when we come back, I really want to just dig into deep into in the specific things you've helped a lot, of pe- a lot of couples. You know, a lot of things that you see as a commonality that you're helping couples work through. Because there are people listening today that are struggling with some of those things and i want to make sure people know hey i'm not alone Mm -hmm. there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people struggling with those things so when we come back we're going to deal with some of those things we're talking marriage today as we do each and every tuesday and how it impacts your workplace and and really leslie miller her workplace is dealing with people's marital issues their mental issues whether it's um their sing whether it's just one-on-one counseling or marriage counseling and it's a unique perspective because i'm never going to be a licensed counselor yet i'm really good at asking a lot of questions (laughs) so people will think hey jim are you a counselor I'm like no no because if you're doing something stupid i'm just going to tell you i'm going to not ask questions because i get tired of that so we got leslie miller in the studio today leslie is a licensed mental health counselor that we have referred a lot of couples to when we uncover issues that need to be dealt with more on a professional level because she's trained she's got a master's degree and how many years you've been doing this over 30 years. Yeah, but 30 years experience. <laughs> so a lot more experience. And she's been married eight years longer, so she's got eight more years of marriage experience as well. And all of that comes into play in really helping people out. But the reason we're talking about this on the I Work For Him show is not to mention, here's another workplace ministry. And Leslie, I want to talk about, mm. have you ever had opportunities to, to share Christ with people as you're going through counseling? But we're going to get all back to that. But first, I got to do it. Martha, it's time. It's time for the book highlight. It's our book highlight segment brought to you, of course, by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. And this it's well just describe it quickly well it's based on the um movie that was just in the movie theaters old-fashioned which was a fantastic five-star movie rated by jim and martha brangenberg it should be coming out on dvd soon i don't have a date for that but this book is the help for it that um it's chivalry making a comeback and this is a 40-day adventure to help someone who feels like they've made bad choices get back onto track of how god designed um relationships to be and really contrary to popular opinion being old-fashioned doesn't mean you're dull or unromantic. In fact, a true old-fashioned relationship can be more exciting and romantic than anything you've ever experienced. I recommend you go buy this stinking movie. You need to see, you need to watch this movie and watch this movie and watch it's a great movie. But it's not out yet. But the to book buy. is to help you with that's right, it's not out yet. They can't buy it yet, but no. they could read the novel. So listen, we want you to read the novel and this workbook and don't wait for the movie. Well no, it's coming. Okay. So <laughs> read the book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, so call into the studio line, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929, and get a copy of this book, The Old Fashioned Way, 855-265-2929. So, Leslie, in your workplace, do you ever get an opportunity, because I know counselors are under all these rules and regulations, do you ever get an opportunity to share how Christ has made an impact in your marriage and how Christ can make an impact in those people's marriages? Oh, absolutely. Um, I believe, when I, especially when I'm working with Christian clients, I go from work from the basis that that's their first um, 
that's the person who disciples them, helps them walk through life. And so I help them. I focus on scripture, helping people integrate scripture as they're working on the issues in their life. And I believe that um, for the Christian couples, that's what's essential to help them really be to one another what God's called them to be, to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. If that's your starting place as a, as a couple, your whole marriage will be different because your focus is how do I serve my partner, not how do I get them to serve my needs. Mm-hmm. You mean that whole 100-100, everybody's in 100%, 100%. All right, we've, we've got licensed mental health counselor Leslie Miller in the studio with us today. And Martha and I, and we're, and we're the, all of us in here talking about marriage mentoring, marriage counseling, what the advantages of each one. And Leslie, I really wanted to focus on what are some of the common issues you see couples struggling with that they come to see you to get help with? Mm-hmm. Because couples really need to know, hey, we've got issues, but we, they need to know other people have those same issues. It's not like they're standing alone. And what's important to say for everybody, isn't it, Martha, that every married couple has something they should be working on. Oh, surely. Yes. Whatever you do, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, I mean, we go, when we had the marriage retreat in, in February, the, the marriage retreat cruise, which, by the way, we've got one coming up here again in, in February next year. We'll be talking about that in a couple of weeks. Um, it, it, we have couples, all, almost all of them, with super solid marriages, but every one of them kind of working on things. I mean, it's, things get brought up when you actually have time to talk things get exposed. Well, I think it's um, a lot of people like the analogy but between our physical body and our marriage and that you your body may be healthy, but it can always use to be worked on and to invest in it and, and to make some corrections and to keep it strong. Mm-hmm. And because eventually it does, your body gets tired and wears out. And so we need to keep that strength up and be building it up. And so that same thing with a marriage, always be investing it. We had one couple two years ago, they said, every year we do one thing for our marriage. And so that year they picked to go on the cruise with us because they intentionally do something to invest in their marriage. And that's that's the attitude that we all need, that it's never going to be um, done. <laughs> you know, we always want to learn more and how to improve it. And why is it on Tuesdays we focus on marital issues? Well, there's a direct correlation between how your relationships are at home, in a marriage, um, even for singles, if they're dating or whatever the case might be, and how they how effective and productive they can be at work because you bring that to work with you whether you want to or not. It it affects your attitude and your demeanor. And the same thing happens at work. If your work is very stressful, you bring that home and you influence your relationships at home because of that. And it can be a real unhealthy situation. And so we always try to find ways to strengthen the marriage at home and the relationships at home so that you have a, a healthier time in your workplace. So, Leslie, what are some of those common issues that you... Oh, it's Rob Taylor from the Buccaneers. That's who the speaker is. Thank you, Ivan. Leslie, what are some of those issues that you see as a commonality that you're helping couples work through? Yes. Well, there's certainly what you were just saying. Communication is number one. Mm -hmm. And I like what you were saying earlier, that couples... Sometimes I will have couples come to me who are actually coming because they just want to strengthen their marriage, which is wonderful, because I see many people... It doesn't mean they have an unhealthy marriage that, that they're coming. Some people really just say, I need some more skills, or we're stuck here, and we need some help to move it through. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean they're there for long-term counseling. They could be there for just a few sessions where they're really learning some better skills to work through conflict and 
process through the issue they're dealing with. Sometimes they'll run into life transition stages where they're really needing some assistance to help them walk through that area. Um, but communication, of course, is number one. And uh, sometimes people are dealing with um, financial issues, or some may be dealing with anxiety or depression, one or the other, or both partners, not knowing how to work through that. Uh, sometimes people are dealing with sexual issues in their marriage, and we t- I work with them on that. Uh, they may be dealing with a uh, power struggle in the relationship mm-hmm. and not knowing how to work through the um, how to honor one another, put one another first, like I was saying earlier, and they're stuck. Um, so those would be some starters. So talk to me about what when you say communication issues, what how what, we'll give away some of your secrets today. <laughs> how do you help couples learn to communicate better? What are some of the okay. things that you encourage them to do? Okay. Uh, one of the therapies that I really love is one called Imago. It's spelled I-M-A-G-O. And one of the theories behind it is the whole key is how do we learn to really listen carefully to what our partner is saying and then be able to validate their concern, which doesn't mean I agree with you, but it means I can understand from your point of view why you might feel that way, and then to learn to empathize with the partner. That's where people often get stuck, is they lose the ability to really try to hear what their partner's saying from their perspective, and being able to validate and empathize with them. They want their way, my way, nobody else. I want, I don't want, care what you feel or think, and of course that shuts down all communication. So the first steps that I'll walk them through is learning how to mirror what's being said, because usually we don't hear what people are saying. We hear what we think they're saying from our perspective. Mm -hmm. And so the mirroring actually helps it to slow it down and actually hear what was being said. And then taking time to say, okay, uh, after they've heard the full concern, uh, that makes sense to me that you could feel that way because that would be a, a lead sentence. And then the third area would be, and so I imagine when I do that behavior or when I'm doing that, I imagine you might feel. So it helps them begin to develop that level of empathy because one of the core issues is I try to help couples learn to develop safety in their relationship and trust because when there's conflict, they've lost that sense of safety, that this is a safe place. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the core areas that I try to help them as they, through communication initially, learn to say, this is a safe place. You're my friend. You're not my enemy. (laughs) You know, when people get stuck, they begin to feel like their partner is no longer their friend. Well, and and it's important for them to understand that just because there's conflict in their marriage doesn't mean that the relationship's not safe anymore. Conflict is natural between people. Conflict is an opportunity for growth. It shouldn't be something we're afraid of. It's a a chance for the couple to say, let's really grow. That's how true intimacy is developed, is processing through conflict. Hmm. Conflict is an opportunity for growth. Yeah, we got to write that down. Did you write that down? (laughs) I will. I will. That's a quotable quote. Absolutely a quotable quote. And it it is so important that, that people, I mean, obviously, we're talking about verbal conflict. We're not talking about screaming, yelling. We're talking about just, hey. Two people disagreeing. We're not talking about dangerous situations, things like that. We're not making light of that. That's mm-hmm. not what we're doing. But Because a lot of people just have different points of view. Well, we talk about we love, love, and respect. The, mm-hmm. the yes. you know, Emerson Definitely. and Sarah Egerich, Egerich. And I don't know why I'm having a hard time saying that. I had no caffeine. I'm still struggling with my lips today. <laughs> and, and the fact that, you know, because you are a woman, the two of you are women. And if somebody asks you the question, what does it mean when you, when you say, I don't have anything to wear, you mean something completely different than if a man says, I don't have anything to wear. <laughs> when a man says he doesn't have anything to wear, it means everything I own is dirty. Yes. And if a woman says she doesn't have anything to wear, it means everything I have I don't want to wear. <laughs> I need something new. <laughs> because I don't have anything I want to wear is what it really means. Yes. Right. 
Right. Correct. <laughs> so, so that's that that's why learning how to communicate, then you can find right. conflict. You need to learn how to what you're really saying. Yeah, because a husband would typically respond, "What do you mean you got a whole closet full of clothes? Crying all out is full for one end or the other, and you got all those shoes. What do you mean you don't have anything to wear?" <laughs> have I ever said that to you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's true. It was an opportunity for growth. That was an opportunity. <laughs> Have you grown yet? Um, oh, that was. No, I quit growing in ninth grade. <laughs> <laughs> ninth grade? I thought you always told people sixth grade. Okay. So financially, so people come to you and their financial issues are causing them difficulties in their relationship. How do you help them? Because there's a lot of great material. Obviously, Dave Ramsey, who I follow each and every day on weekdays here on WTIS. He's got great stuff, but how do you help people with the money issues? Well, I actually won't walk them through a a class or anything like that. I'll refer them to Dave Ramsey's class, things like that. Uh, But mainly I'm helping them learn to communicate about finances Hmm. because that's the the core issue is I can't solve their financial problems. But that may be some of what comes into the counseling, but it's learning how to communicate about it so that they're not stuck, so that they're really hearing what each other's concerns are. And then I work with them in trying to develop requests of one another. This would really help me, you know, that when you do such and such, it creates a lot of anxiety in me. And this would really help me if you would do one, two, three to help me to not feel so anxious about the way that you spend spend the money or the way that you are acting in this situation. So I try to help them find practical ways of helping one another not be be so fearful around the way that each other are managing the money or talking about it. Hmm. Uh, a lot of um, conflict around money is because you're not you don't feel safe in well, the relationship. We found that a lot of people have conflict around money because they were brought up very differently. Yes, absolutely. I mean that that they one was taught to hoard because they had nothing, and one was taught to live extravagantly because they had everything they wanted. Mm-hmm. And those two people get married, and one's a hoarder and one's a spender, and they drive each other nuts. Mm-hmm. Because they both cause each other stress. Right. So how often do you dig into those issues that we inherit spiritually mm-hmm. and genetically from our parents? I mean, I mean, like that, the money issue is mm-hmm. clearly an inherited behavior. Uh, how to resolve conflict is another one of those inherited. We learn it from our folks, mm-hmm. the dysfunctional ways that we learn from our folks. How, how often do you help people recognize where it came from so you can help them recognize what they do with it. Well, it is key. You do have to understand why you're being triggered the way you are when you're having conflict. And it usually is historical. I always say 90% of conflict is historical. 10% is happening what's what's happening right now in this moment. Hmm. It's because what's happened in the past, the people you've related, you've had interactions with around this area of concern, and it's a historical response. And so we are communicating out of our primal brain, the part of our brain stem that is the fight-flight response. And at that point, the prefrontal lobe shuts down, the front of our brain, the logical part of our brain shuts down, (laughs) and we can't even think logically. All Mm. we do is respond emotionally, so we can't even work through it because our brain has to calm down before we can have a conversation, especially about something like money. And so you have to learn how to set the tone in the relationship in order to have the conversation. Boy, when you just explained that, that just made so much sense. You know, that we don't even, you know, when we're in the midst of an argument, I'm not thinking about the fact that my frontal lobe is shutting down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, but that just made so much sense. It's kind of creepy if, when you think if about your it. your logic 
is not even functioning in that moment. And we'll often say, like, this is not even logical. Yes. Why are we fighting about this? Or why did it go down that way? Or whatever. We never have arguments, honey. Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mostly after 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> but, I mean, that just is a really good example of... Um, even just understanding more about yourself and learning that from someone like you so that you can take that into your marriage and say, okay, we need to set some better ground rules or whatever the mm-hmm. case might be. Giving so, each other time to quiet mm-hmm. down and say, let's come back and talk about this in a few minutes. Right now I'm too upset. You know, I need to calm down. And That's really easy to do. So there really is a need to calm down. Yes. Because you can't Literally, think logically. Literally, the brain has not, it needs to flush See, out. See, I've been telling you that. All right. Well, we had our own little session right, right here. here. <laughs> I tell Martha, I just, sometimes I just need 30 seconds just to step back down off the ledge, and then I can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But we have this rule of not leaving the room, mm-hmm. but... But sometimes well, I just need... I think leaving the room is okay if the commitment is we will be back. <laughs> as long as the leaving doesn't mean yeah. it's over. Le- yeah, that's It means a good I'm going to come back and let's yeah. talk about this in X number of minutes. Mm-hmm. So you're saying a lot of the issues, 90% historical, 10% hysterical. <laughs> 10% is what's happening right in the moment. 10% is... You can use that. I heard that. I think I heard that in a class in college somewhere. That probably was my marriage and family class. Probably that really interesting guy. Okay, so anxiety and depression, you see that. I'm sure you see that a lot. Those are issues that, uh, well, talk about this issue because some of them are are physiological right. and some of them are psychological. Mm-hmm. So how do you figure out which one is which? Well, <laughs> hey, you've got 30 seconds. Yeah, Go 30 ahead. Seconds. <laughs> you look at the family history, uh, genetics, what's happening there. If it is a family of origin issue, I try to track what would be the uh, presenting issue that began the anxiety, so I try to look at the, the core event that may have begun it, and sometimes they don't know. Sometimes they'll, as people are processing through, they're not sure, what was mm-hmm. it that began this anxiety or this depression in my life? But I do try to help them look at the history over the years of how they have responded in their lifetime, and um, and then begin to focus in on how to begin to manage that constructively. But anxiety and depression are the most common issues that people are right. dealing with as far as mental health issues mm-hmm. and needing skills to know how to how to deal with it. Yeah, well, I, and it's that's where you really cross the line at needing when you've got when you're suffering those issues, don't ignore those issues. You yes. need to go see a, a licensed counselor to help work through those issues because you can help them identify is this physiological, is this psychological, and how do I deal with this? Is this you know, is there some sin related? Is it not sin related? I mean, there's all different ways to look at that. It's so important that they seek professional help with those issues mm-hmm. so that the unspeakable doesn't happen. I mean, that's really we're talking about that guy that crashed that airplane last week mm-hmm. was was being treated for suicidal tendencies, mm-hmm. which, of course, he's his counselor was mm-hmm. held to secret. And that's a tough one. That's going to come someday. That's going to come down the line to you. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, right. I mean that, that's going to affect uh, licensed people. We're talking with licensed mental health counselor, Leslie Miller. And in our last few minutes, Leslie, and I mean few, I want you to talk about the sexual issues, just to categ- categorize the sexual issues that you see a lot of couples struggling with, because it's very common mm-hmm. in our, even from marriage mentoring side, we see a lot of commonality. I want people to hear it from you so they don't know that, so that they know they're not alone. Oh, yes, Definitely. Well, I look at um, the sexual history of each person to understand where their problems may be coming from. If there was any sexual abuse in the past is one of the frequent issues that can contribute to dysfunction in marriage. Uh, And I I try to identify, are there physical or hormonal issues going on that need to be addressed that may be preventing them from having positive intimacy? Uh, Safety, emotional safety, depending on what the relationship was 
Well, one of the things that I look at is what was the dating relationship like and how that's affected how they feel in marriage. Mm-hmm. So that can be can definitely affect uh, the way they're relating to one another in the marriage relationship. What, what were the number of partners they had previously that may affect their fantasy life and unable to really focus and be present with their spouse? Uh, learning how to, uh, um, well, we were talking earlier about the issues of pornography and how that can if affect a marriage and how do you mm-hmm. develop trust and safety in the relationship. Um, infidelity? I mean, you oh, absolutely. That's a huge one. That, and I work regularly with people who have had infidelity in marriage. And the good news is couples really can develop, can heal through that. It takes a lot of work and commitment on both people's part to be saying we are going to trust God to help us through this process of forgiveness mm-hmm. and healing. It is not easy, but it is absolutely possible if a couple is willing to commit them their life to Christ and walking through loving their partner the way God called them. And that's really what we wanted people to hear today, Leslie, is that every couple's got a chance, as long as both the husband and wife are willing to work on it, every marriage can be saved. Yes. And and you get to work with a lot of those couples. Isn't it great going back to them four or five years later and going, wow, aren't you guys glad you stuck it out? I mean, do you get to have those conversations oh, ever? Absolutely. Good. Oh, it's so wonderful. I am. That's one of the highlights of of my work is to have someone come back or who's finishing their work and saying, this has made all the difference in our life. We are more in love with each Mm -hmm. other than we've ever been, and we can't wait to help other couples. So that's very exciting. I just love that. How do people get a hold of you? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Okay, probably my telephone number, (laughs) which is my business line, 727-743-1867. And uh, I'm part of uh, the Network of Christian Counselors. If you go on their website, you could see my picture as well and mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about who I am, uh, Network of Christian Counselors. And you can actually see your picture tonight on Facebook as well, as, uh, too. So yeah, 727-743-1867, 727-743-1867. And, and if you type in Leslie Miller, L. L-M-H-C, she'll come up, because that's that's how I always find her phone number, because I can't ever seem to find it in my in my Rolodex. You, you can just put Largo, oh. Florida, too. Yeah. Oh, and that's a good point. I have office in Seminole and Largo. Seminole and Largo. Okay, listen, we've come to the end of another I Work For Him show. It goes so, wow, it goes so stinking fast. It's unbelievable, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Hey, we're looking for a thousand people to make this commitment. A thousand people to say, listen, I want, and these are people I want to join the I Work For Him nation. I want to be one of those people that's praying for my coworkers and employees each and every day. I'm looking for a thousand people that are looking for, that will purposefully look for ways to reach out to their coworkers and employees outside of the office, ways to serve them in the office, ways to be the best and brightest example of an employee in your position. If you're willing to be part of the I Work For Him Nation, go on our website, iworkforhim.com and contact us and let us know, hey, we want to make a difference here in Tampa Bay. We're Christ followers who own our own business, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.